Episode 17, Cryptagen. Stay tuned after for a continuation of Beckett's story. If you are traveling across America, you might, in the heat of the late morning, at the edge of a large city or an extensive forest, come across a large, hand-painted sign. It will only be there if you aren't in a hurry. You will only notice it if you have no place in particular you need to be. The sign features one word, and no matter your history with the type of entertainment it advertises, you will be intrigued. If you are lucky, you will continue on, thinking a sign that old couldn't refer to something that still exists. Unfortunately, it still does, but only if you aren't looking for it. You are following a sign marked Zoo. We were out on the lake and he got hurt. How? One of the, um, cable things snapped. Cable? Were you in a sailboat in this storm? No. Were you people out there looking for that damn sea monster? No. Why? Damn crazy monster hunters. Nurse Tanner, what the documentation on Mr. Barnes, was it? I'll get him to surgery. Miss? Miss? Oh, I'm sorry, yes? How do you know the man that they just took it back into the ER? Barnes? Oh, he's, um, he's my husband, yeah. I see. I'm very sorry that this has happened, but I assure you that Dr. Crippen is an expert trauma surgeon, and though we may be a small hospital, St. Brennan's is the finest little medical facility in the Great Lakes area. I'm sure it is. Now, if you would be so kind, can I please get you to fill out these forms? Um, yeah, sure. Um, don't they have, like, computers or something that can pull this up? Oh, yes, and they're doing that right now, but this is more for records keeping and to see if there's any allergies or anything that he has that isn't in the system. Okay, I'll just go over there and, um fill out these forms on Barnes, my beloved husband, that I know many things about. Fuck. Um, okay. Let's start with the basics. Think, Michaela, you are a trained FBI agent. 
You can tell so many things about a person by just looking at them. We've been working with Barnes for months now. Well, you read his personnel file from top to bottom last year. Come on. Remember? 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 Um, he's allergic to strawberries. Or was it bananas? Fuck. Both. Fine. He's a dog person. He likes mushrooms on pizza. That's probably not important. Let's see. I'm sorry. Um, are you okay? Oh. Um. Oh. Um. I guess. No. No, not really. My son is very sick. Oh, I'm sorry. How old is he? He's 17. He was in a car wreck last week, and he was recovering. But something happened, and now he's very sick. Oh, oh no, that's... I... Miss, do you have that form filled out? Oh, oh yes. Um, excuse me. Here you go. Mm, you forgot his name, dear. Oh, oh yes, of course. His name is Barnes. His first name? Agent Barnes. Agent obviously isn't his first name. I mean, he's he's just an agent in the... F Ferdinand Rodriguez Real Estate Company. Um, his name is Michael. You are Canadian, are you? What? What's that supposed to mean? Sometimes we get people from the other side of the border, crossing the lake, trying to use American services. Do you not understand how hospitals work in Canada? Fair point. Okay, uh, go have a seat, and the doctor will update you when we have news. I mean, it's probably Michael, right? It's a very common male name. My dad is named Michael, and so is my mom's brother, and... Wait a minute. My name is Mike Kayla, and my parents said they were expecting a boy. What the hell? How fucking unoriginal are my parents? Caspar. Michaela, how goes the excursion? Have you found Pressy yet? Oh, yeah, we found him. Took a big old bite out of Barnes. It what? Yeah, we're at a hospital in um, Salt St. Marie, Michigan. It's, uh, let's see, St. Brennan's, I think? It's Sioux St. Marie. I flew through there back in November of 75. Is Barnes okay? He's in the emergency room. I don't know how long it'll be till I know anything. No, we are not going to ask that. We need to make sure that Barnes is okay first. Sorry, what? Oh, Dalton wanted to ask if we could get a cast made of the bite room. So Barnes is okay, but he's going to be in the ICU for some time. That damn sea monster bit down to the bone and severed an artery. God, we're so lucky we were close enough to the shore to get here in time. 
It's been 12 hours since I pulled him out of the boat, 9 since I heard he was going to be okay, and thankfully the little lie I told allowed me into the ICU. But since then, all I've had to do is, well, walk around this little place. Yeah, I'm tired, but I hate these places. Hospitals are designed to be freaking creepy, I think. Trying to detach you from the very real things that happen or can happen here. This building is old, too, so, you know, it's got that going for it. And well, there's something else. I just have this feeling that something is off. Like, it might just be the bored, tired FBI agent in me, but, well... Another patient? It's spread then, from Mrs. Baker to the Jacobs boy, and now to Professor Bradley. There's no interaction between these people outside of the hospital, as far as I can figure out. Okay, we need to be... Oh, Mrs. Barnes, is everything okay? Does Michael need something? No, no, I was just curious about something. Okay. Um, anything in particular? Well, when we came in, the doctor mentioned something about monster hunters, and I was wondering what he was talking about. Oh, well, there's been more than a few sightings of that silly dinosaur in the lake lately. It draws out the crazies. People go out on the lake and vehicles that they don't understand in bad weather, thinking that they're going to prove this or get a picture of that. We get a lot of boating accidents in here because of that thing. You get anything strange that isn't a boating accident? We're a hospital. If it's weird, it has happened here. Okay. One last thing. The hospital, it seems... Shit. Hold on. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. What's happening? His heartbeat is irregular. Prepare for electrical cardioversion. What? What's that? We need to defibrillate him. Get her out of here. This way, Miss Jacobs, we're going to do everything we can. I... I don't understand. Here, let me help her. Thank you. Why is this happening to him? He was fine. He was healthy. And then those little black blisters. And then... And then he wasn't fine anymore. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't either, Mrs. Jacobs. I just don't. All you can do is trust in the doctors. son is stable for the moment but I have to tell you his condition is worsening I ordered a new set of labs earlier and hopefully in the morning I'll have a better idea of what's going on and if I know that I'll have a better ability to treat him the problem is whatever's doing this well we just don't know what it is yet and we need to figure that out 
So if there's anything you can think of, a new place he's been, a strange thing he mentioned, a medicine or food he started eating recently, anything at all, tell myself or one of the nurses. The more we know, even if it seems inconsequential, the better of an idea we'll get on how to treat him. Is there anything I can do, doctor? Anything at all? Well, there is one thing. Prayer. <laughs> so, still waiting on Barnes. The anesthesia has him out cold. This place is weird, right? Like, it's a small hospital with an emergency room. Just a few nurses about, storm outside. Mystery disease striking healthy patients. It's the setting for a mystery novel. Or a zombie film. Oh, and there's this. I got to thinking. I have no idea who St. Brennan is. There's St. Brendan, the patron saint of fishermen in Wales. Which is why I even remembered the name, because when I was in catechism, I was strangely happy that Wales got a saint. But I haven't got a clue which saint this hospital is named after. I tried to look it up, but my old phone doesn't have service anymore. Probably because I haven't paid it since I left the FBI. And the company phone is a dinosaur, so it'd be easier to do a Google search with smoke signals. It is a difficult situation, but there is no shame to be had. If the time comes, and the doctors have nothing else to try, have the nurse page me. Excuse me, are you the hospital chaplain? Yes. And you are, miss? Michaela Kespar. My, f my husband is recovering from surgery. I see. Would you like for me to administer last rites? Yikes. No, that's not necessary. Then what can I do for you? Well, I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions. Of course, my child. Care to walk with me back to the chapel? Oh, sure. What did you have to ask? Do you know anything about the name of the hospital? St. Brendan's? Well, St. Brennan was Brother Brennan in Ireland in the 1800s. He was a deacon of a small parish in Ireland. There was an outbreak of a plague in his town, and he was called upon to bless the people suffering from it. Through his work and his administration of holy relics, he was able to cure the town of a disease that took nearly everyone it touched until he intervened. Wow, that's one hearty disease. It was called the Brokaw Fever and it was a dangerous malady only ever seen one other time in history, which is another time that St. Brennan helped humanity. Oh? Yes. Fifty years later on a ship that left from Dublin, there was an outbreak of Broca fever. Brother Brennan had died twenty years before, but there was an elder clergyman on the ship who remembered spending time learning from Brother Brennan, and he recognized the disease. He prayed to Brother Brennan, and when he spoke his name, the disease lifted 
I see. Years later, he held mass at the church here. And with the help of that church, this facility opened. So the hospital's named after the saint he prayed to to cure the disease? Yes. We even had these St. Brennan medals produced back then. I privately think because they expected him to be more popular than he turned out. These days, we just give them to staff. But recently, I came across another box and began giving them to patients. Forgive me for a moment, but if I remember right, a person needs to complete two posthumous miracles to be canonized? That is a part of beatification, yes. So what was Brother Brennan's second miracle? Well, you seem to have come upon something interesting, Michaela. There isn't one. What? Currently, Brother Brennan should be Blessed Brother Brennan. He doesn't yet qualify for beatification. So, when the hospital was named... They were, well, jumping the gun a bit, so to speak. We haven't had a miracle in his name since. Odd. Sault Ste. Marie is a strange town. Here's the chapel. You don't seem too broken up about having your hospital and even your chapel named after a non-canon saint. In truth, you are the second person I know of who has ever asked me. Who else? Nurse Tanner asked her first day here. Interesting. I'm sure it seems strange. A priest of the faith representing a saint that even the Catholic Church doesn't recognize as a saint. Kind of blasphemous. But I find that belief can be just as strong as truth. And belief is often easier with something tangible. Like a St. Brennan medal. Like a St. Brennan medal. Thank you for your time, Father. And you for yours. Godspeed, Michaela Kespar. Okay, so the hospital is named after a saint who was never made a saint, but did cure a mysterious disease. The hospital has a mysterious disease that's been spreading throughout the wards that they can't seem to figure out how it's spreading, but does seem to be spreading in the hospital between patients. The chaplain's nice enough. He reminds me a bit of Adrian. I always give him shit for taking his vows of no longer being a person and how he abandoned how to talk like a normal human being. But he was always capable of looking past the dogma to figure out why it was important for people to believe in something. Especially when they couldn't believe in the things they counted on working. Like hospitals. It's the medals that have me laughing. They minted a bunch of medals for what reason? To corner the market on the most popular relic in Michigan? Then the market collapsed when he wasn't confirmed as a saint? A one miracle saint? In this economy? What? Oh shit!
What's going on? It's a fucking hack job. Ma'am, step out. Nurse Reeds, help me here. I need to close this. God, In the hallway, ma'am. That's my th husband in there. Is it? Been married long, have you? Three years. And he never told you he had an allergy to latex? What? Or that his name isn't Michael? What do you mean? Of, of course it's- We had complications developing during surgery. Your paperwork didn't mention an allergy to the gloves that we were using, and we had to swap them out in the middle of surgery. I don't know what you're talking about. So, after that, I went through his personal effects to see if he had any documentation or medical alert identification. Turns out his first name isn't even Michael. I'm not surprised you don't know anything about him. Do you even know who he is? Of course I do. He's my husband. I'm Michaela Barnes. Then why did you tell Chaplain Gordon that your name was Michaela Kespar? Look, lady, I don't need this shit. I'm, I'm with the FBI, and I need to know if that man is all right. Funny, he has one of those little badges, too. It expired a decade ago, but he's got one. Well, as you can fucking see, mine isn't expired. No, but I can see that you don't have a warrant, and I can't share patient information without one. Where were you? I was right here. Well, nobody's seen you for 20 minutes, and yet someone in there just pulled out that man's monitors and his IV and nearly killed him. I was with the chaplain. Well, until I can confirm that, I don't want you on this floor or even in this fucking building. You have no place here. I want her here. <sighs> Mrs. Jacobs, just because you want to be friendly doesn't give this woman the right to be here. Of, of course she has a right to be here. She's, she's my niece. She's Joey's cousin. Mrs. Jacobs, don't do this. I know you don't have any siblings. Well, once you prove that, you can kick her out. Until then, Michaela, my dearest niece, why don't you come and see Joey? Thank you. I would love to. I have my eyes on you. <sighs> oh, and telling a random person a medical condition, even an allergy, is a HIPAA violation. <sighs> what a smug little fuck. She means well, dear. Come in. This is my Joey. He looks so much better than the doctor led me to believe. The chaplain showed up about an hour ago and prayed with me. And since then, he's looking so much better. The doctor actually came by to check on him and said that his vitals had stabilized. He's doing so well. You said he broke his leg, right? Yes. And cracked a few ribs. What's this on his arm? They wrapped that gauze around his arm, along with some kind of medication, to try and treat those black spots. Damn, just little things. Reminds me of when my sister had scarlet fever. Strange. Somebody get a mop in there. So much water on the floor, I nearly busted my ass. That wasn't you in there, was it? No, did you see somebody? Yes. I heard this wet, slapping sound, and... Well, the doctor was here, and I wasn't paying that much attention, but I saw someone in there. Strange. Okay, Mrs. Jacobs, I need to ask you a favor, and I'm very sorry to ask this, but I need your help. Do you know Mrs. Baker or Professor Bradley? Mrs. Baker and I worked together at the school years ago, and Professor Bradley's son was in my class. 
I know them well enough. Can you see if Professor Bradley or Mrs. Baker came in contact with your son recently? Or maybe if they went to the same place, like a restaurant or something? Sure. I'll need to leave the room for them to clean the dressings and give him a bath anyway. Okay, thank you. Where are you going, dear? I'm going to a place where people find answers. Okay, think, Michaela. I feel like I've almost got this figured out. I just need to think. Somebody tried to kill Barnes. There's a mysterious disease that looks like black spots. It spreads in no discernible way. We're in a hospital named after a saint that doesn't exist. They have medals for the saint that doesn't exist. Nurse Tanner is smart. She knows St. Brennan isn't a saint. Nurse Tanner is a shitbird. People with the disease come in healthy, so it's spreading here. Again, no discernible way. If it's airborne, it would infect the nurses, the families, other patients. So is something stopping it? Protecting them? Or is something else spreading it? This is so fucking frustrating. God, maybe there isn't even something here. Maybe there is no mystery. Maybe I just see connections where there are none to occupy my time so I don't worry about how I can't help Barnes. Fuck. I don't like not being able to figure this out. Almost as much as I don't like not being able to help him. Oh, you're back. Did you have another question? No, just looking for answers. Oh, I'm sorry. You were praying, which is why you were in a chapel. Well, don't I feel silly. Sorry to interrupt you. No, chaplain, it's fine. Please, sit with me. Anything I can help you with, my child? No, it just... It just helps to have somebody sitting there. You kind of remind me of my brother, Adrian. He's a priest. When we were growing up, I thought he had all the answers. When I had problems, I would always just go and ask him. And if he didn't know the answers, I'd just sit with him until he, or I, figured it out. I just kind of believed he was so smart that just by sitting next to him, it'd rub off, you know? Well, one must have faith in something. I have faith in evidence, information. I have faith in... You have faith in truth. But one thing I've learned, only patience will bear truth. Patience I never learned. I'm a doer, not a waiter. <laughs> Sometimes God doesn't let you choose. Fair. So I just wait. Wait? 
That's mostly what prayer is. Okay. Wait. Correlation isn't causation. The reason I can't figure this out is all these parts aren't necessarily connected. If you remove someone in Barnes's room because he doesn't have the disease, and you remove Nurse Tanner, we have a disease that jumps from person to person. It appears and reappears with no reason. It moves outside of normal expectations. Are you talking about Broca fever? What? No, the illness in the hospital. Oh, it sounds like Broca fever. Did it look like scarlet fever, but black? Yes, Broca is Irish for black. They thought it was a black bile form of scarlet fever. Oh, fuck, it's... Michaela, dear, are you in here? Yes, Mrs. Jacobs, what did you find? Nothing. Neither the professor nor Mrs. Baker were doing anything that Joey was doing. But I did talk to their relatives, and they said that Mrs. Baker first got the spots after an MRI scan, and the professor was actually showering before going home when the spots appeared all up and down his arm, and then he fell down in the shower. Wait, why would that be? Yes, pity that. I'd administered last rites to both of them before then, too. Miss Baker even asked me to herself. She was so afraid of that MRI. I gave them both a St. Brennan medal. Of course, you can't take that in an MRI, but she carried it for a while. Like I said, tangible belief. You also wouldn't wear one in the shower. I suppose not. They both did so well. Then they got sick. So sick I came back and re-administered the rites. Then they got better. Oh. Oh, I get it. I know what's going on. I... Oh, fuck. Joey! Joey! What about Joey? Michaela? Stop! Stop now! What? Why? Miss Kespar, I really am tired of this. This man is getting a bath. Now get out of this room. No, no, you aren't listening. Stop. I will have security throw you out into the storm. Listen to me. You have to stop. You have to keep that St. Brennan medal on him. What? It's protecting him from the disease. Okay, look. I know that religion and prayer can help a lot when someone is sick. But I can guarantee that the disease will not spread in the 15 minutes when he's getting a bath. Except it will, because this isn't a normal disease. It's a fucking monster. What? <gasps> what's going on? Michaela, what's happening? Mrs. Jacobs, order them to stop. Make sure he keeps that St. Brennan's medal on him. You heard her, Beverly. Fuck this. Yes? Michaela, how is Barnes? Better, I think. Somebody tried to kill him, but they fixed it. Look, we got another problem. Someone tried to what? Look, I need you to pull some strings and get ready to move three hospital patients in under the mandate. I found something. I found a cryptid virus. 
Michaela, I am very happy that Barnes is recovering. But that's not why we are here today. Why is he here? He's the head of innovation management. And he's your biggest supporter here. Okay, I'm a little unsettled by the fact that you are not my biggest supporter in this room. Really? I thought you'd be more unsettled by the fact that he's killed hundreds of people. Well, that isn't not a factor. I don't kill to the matter at hand. I found a new cryptid. Okay, this is where I'm confused. You didn't bring back a Lake Michigan Dacosaurus descendant. You brought me an elderly woman, a community college professor, and a young man and his mother. And I had to call in a 38-year-old favor with the Centers for Disease Control to get them here. Okay, so here it is. There is a creature that causes an infection. This infection first appeared in Ireland in the early 1800s and was contained by a man named Brother Brennan. Since then, it has followed Brother Brennan's legacy. Anywhere where people believe that Brother Brennan is holy, the creature follows. The creature exists only in the mimetic context surrounding the legacy of Brother Brennan. On a ship in the late 1800s, the infection struck again when a few members of his village were traveling to America. Some became ill, and many had memories, items blessed by Brother Brennan, and anybody on the ship that came to have faith in his saint-like abilities soon became infected by the cryptid. But. When a priest on the ship passed around relics from Brother Brennan, the spread of the infection stopped. Because the cryptid can only infect those who believe in him, but can't infect those protected by him. You're saying that Brother Brennan is in heaven protecting these people? No, I'm saying that any religious item referencing him scares the cryptid away. It's not that God or science forces vampires to count the grains of sand thrown in front of them. It's that they are compelled to. Vampires do like to count. Wait, vampires are real? I've met two, and they were both accountants. Continue. Essentially, the cryptid is scared of Brother Brennan. It is manifested by the belief of his believers and travels with his memory. It feels it cannot openly attack people protected by Brother Brennan. Say, people wearing a medal, like the one in the plastic bag here. So if somebody believes in Brother Brennan, they are susceptible to attack? They're tasty, if you will. And if they wear one of these, the infection stops because the cryptid is afraid that Brother Brennan will show up and... Kick its ass. 
So when the chaplain began spreading these around, the belief became tangible enough for the cryptid to begin attacking when they weren't wearing them. Yes. Okay, so show me the cryptid. Okay, here you go. This is an electron micrograph of a phylovirus. The cryptid is a virus. The mandate does not cover viruses. Other people handle this kind of thing. Nobody handles this kind of thing. That doesn't mean we have to. Our mandate is to find the unnatural in nature, the mystery in fact, the creatures, oddities, and entities beyond understanding, and preserve them away from the prying eyes of mankind. A virus is not a creature, oddity, or entity. We should hand this over to... I don't know. The CDC? The creature only exists when people believe in Brother Brennan. It's mystical. It requires belief to exist, like a fairy, and we've got a shipping container full of those little fuckers. But they are creatures. A virus isn't a creature. What if you find something mystical that isn't a creature? You just put it up on eBay? There's a curator that works for WYRM that normally takes this off of our hands. So you'll give them all known samples of a mimetic cousin of the Ebola virus for some wizard's antique roadshow? It is not an animal, Michaela. Exactly. Tabitha said that some cryptids don't fit within the seven known biological kingdoms. Viruses aren't in the biological kingdoms, but they show similarities. They don't grow, they aren't made of cells, but we have will-o'-wisps and spook lights and ghosts. We can't figure out how the cellular structure changes in a Rougarou, but we've got one here. Just because it isn't easy to see or easy to classify doesn't mean it isn't a cryptid. In fact, it usually means it is. What? Exactly. Do you propose we do? Well, we need a place to keep their preferred habitat within a controlled environment. The habitat of a virus is people. So I brought you three portable habitats. Now we just need to maintain them. To do that, we would need a hospital. We need one anyway. Dalton will not be amused. If we don't do this, if we don't take action, the only two results are either hundreds or thousands contract this disease and die from it, or it goes extinct. Or, someone figures out how to fight it like you did. And then becomes more savvy on how to deal with things like the Jersey Devil, fairies, and him. No offense. Okay, fine. You did it. 
prioritize the manifestation of a virology ward in a medical clinic. I suggest you loop in Dr. Trenchard on your findings. There's one more thing. Yes? I think... I think we were followed to the hospital. By who? I don't know, but somebody attacked Barnes in his room, and according to everyone outside of this facility, he's dead. The only reason anybody would have to attack Barnes is if they knew he was still alive. And if you know that... Somebody out there may know about the zoo. Somebody capable of trying to kill somebody. created by C.J. Hausch, Connie Kitts, and Cody Phillips. This episode was written by C.J. Hausch. The voice of Michaela Kespar is Connie Kitts. The voice of Dr. Crippen is Andrew Incirello. The voice of Nurse Beverly Tanner is Michelle Nicolaisen. The voice of Mrs. Jacobs is Amanda Hall. The voice of Chaplain Gordon Donnellan is David J. Dixon. The screams of Agent Barnes are Chris Meyer. The voices of the Mothman are C.J. Hausch. The voice of Alexander Beckett is Nathan Gandy. A special thank you to Lee Davis Thalborn for his reading of the intro. Check out his podcast, Love and Luck, at loveandluckpodcast.com. This episode was directed by Cody Phillips. Sound design by C.J. Hausch. Original music by Nathan Gandy. Follow us on Twitter at Zoo Podcast. Most old gods demand blood sacrifice. We'll settle for monetary donations at patreon.com slash zoopodcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned after for a continuation of Beckett's story. Hey, y'all. This week's episode of Zoo was brought to you in part by Cryptic. Um, it's a new podcast coming out this October where we're going to follow Cole and Julie Kurtz as they attempt to maintain their grasp on reality while exploring cryptids, dimensional rifts, and the extraordinary. Because, well, all of it is true. Cryptic is on Kickstarter from now until June 12th. Um, please help them get funded. I've heard the trailer and it sounds like it's going to be awesome. And if you like cryptid content, which if you're listening to our show, I'm guessing you do. We definitely want to make sure that their show comes out and is as good as it can be um, because I have a lot of faith in it and I'm excited. We're going to give you a little sneak peek and let you hear that trailer. Uh, thanks. Bye. Well, 
coast are summers. They were pretty nice. Yeah, free range. You know, uh, no supervision. Just a uh, just a couple of kids having fun. Cole and Julie. Julie and Cole. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that creek out back. Catching crayfish. Splashing around. Oh, that water was probably filthy. Oh, so gross. (laughs) Oh, Mom didn't mind. I know we didn't care. You know, running around outside in the sunshine, chasing fireflies at night, ice cream just starting to melt in your hand. Yeah, I remember. Getting that one last piece at the end of the cone. It's all soggy. Having fun, being a kid. I remember the monsters. Like that that time I woke up and saw that face on the other side of the window looking in. Wait, the the one with all the fangs or the the hairy one? Fangs. Or or the time we saw that thing flying through that thunderstorm. Or, Or when they had that warning out that pets were missing. I tried to forget that. And we saw what happened to them. At least, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, summer in Ohio. (laughs) The trees, the maples, look sick, warped. Someone's coming. Get down. Down now. Oh, man. Maybe it ain't Russell. Don't be such a wimp. <laughs> Don't be such a wimp? What are we, 12? That clicking sound has to be claws. I know it's claws. If there's one thing I know, it's claws, Cole. Oh, that smell. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Ugh, there's something terribly wrong. We're here. Time to see what there is to see. This is Special Agent Alexander Beckett, reopening case 151-HO-0399, a disappearance of Agent C.T. Barnes. Two days ago, a small hospital in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, pulled up the medical records for Agent Barnes. Agent Barnes' disappearance was first filed September 10th, 2001. There have been no signs of him since then. The complete lack of evidence led to our belief that he was either a foreign agent attempting to engage in espionage or that he was dead. His sister actually was able to have him declared dead several years ago. I never thought this document would come back up. This is an unfortunately consistent issue. Looking through Michaela's files, I've been able to link several other agents to this case. 
and their own disciplinary or missing persons cases. 151-HO-0378, 151-DL-0992, 151-DN-0082, and 151-PH-0752. They all link up with this case alongside my current investigation into 151-HO-0425. However, today, I linked more than just Michaela's conspiracy theory to these cases. Today, I was able to link a case back to Michaela. When I contacted St. Brennan's Hospital, I discovered not only was Agent Barnes' medical records pulled from the system, but also the nurses had searched for them after pulling his FBI ID from his wallet. He underwent surgery and was released into custody of a very insistent agent of the Centers for Disease Control. They confirmed that Agent Barnes had an allergy and blood type consistent to his medical file and fit his description, just appropriately aged. But with him was a younger woman. After causing a disturbance in the hospital, a complaint was lodged with security, identifying the woman in question as one, Michaela Kespar. I'm waiting for security footage to be sent to us, but her general description and the idea that she might cause a disturbance in a hospital match my own expectations of Michaela. Hospital staff stated that she had pretended to be married to Barnes, but her failure to correctly answer basic medical questions caused them to question the authenticity of her claim. If this is in fact Michaela, I'm impressed. She actually may have solved an 18-year-old case. But the fact that one of them was admitted to a hospital for surgery is alarming. I'm glad that whatever dangers Michaela or Barnes may be in, they've at least got the help of each other. But now I'm becoming increasingly concerned with the depth and breadth of this case. Michaela was convinced that Barnes' disappearance was related to this zoo she believed was part of some mass conspiracy going back nearly a century. If she found him, well, some evidence she discovered might very well have been proven right. She was on to something. Damn it. Those credits were really long. Thank you for hanging in there.